Welcome, dear listeners. This is the Dr. Metal Podcast, another surface where I try to spread my thoughts on metal culture, subculture, and its connections to art, religion, history, and mythology. My name is Janos Fejes, historian of religions and aesthetician from Hungary, with a PhD in literary and cultural studies. I am currently speaking to you from New York City, from the headquarters of drmetal.home.blog. Please look for the same name, Dr. Metal, on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as well for additional content. Please remember not to write it with a C, but with a K. Let us start today's episode. Many of the episodes begin with some kind of explanation about the actuality of the current topic leashed to any kind of event important for the music industry. This convulsive manner is now left, I would like to present you my thoughts about Moonspell's Night Eternal back from 2008, because during last term we had some interesting discussions with my students that helped me formulate my thoughts about it. The album entitled Night Eternal was released on the 19th of May 2008 by Steamhammer, making it the 8th full-length album of the Portuguese band Moonspell. The cover was made by Seth Ciro Anton of Setic Plash, whose style, including static, stone-like backgrounds and unusual human figures in the foreground, could be witnessed on the artwork. In present case, we see a concrete-like industrial background with a tranquil woman wearing a composite headdress and an elongated piece of white cloth ending at her hands. Taking a closer look on her hands, we may assume something is missing from them, and with the same look we may detect some markings around her eyes, not forgetting that her dress gives much insight on her body too. After a long brainstorming session with myself, I could presume that the body pose of the figure could resemble Madonna Lactance or Virgo Lactance, the iconographic type of Virgin Mary lactating baby Jesus, naturally, here without the baby. If you wish to take a look on this kind of representation of Mary and Jesus, please look for a well-known example made by Andrea Salario of the Lombard School during the Renaissance era. The similarities are obvious on this point. The headdress covers the head of the figure, the cover as is the head of Mary covered too. I was referring to the eyes of our female figure. The white jet or the eye of Horus could be witnessed around both of her eyes, drawing her closer to the goddess of Isis, mother of Horus. The duality of Mary and Isis is not an extraordinary phenomenon, as the iconographic tradition of Isis holding and lactating baby Horus, or they are known as Harpocrates, is the predecessor of the same pictures about Mary and Jesus. The emergence of the mystery cults was imminent during the second half of the Roman Empire's imperial age, both in Europe and the Near East. These named cults often gathered around not the members of the Roman pantheon, but shared the same features, secrecy or mystery and initiation. The theology and ritual system of these cults are naturally not discovered, as those were more covered than the everyday practices of the other cults, only offering the secret knowledge for the initiated, while in this manner Christianity is a mystery cult as well. The initiated could gather their knowledge through a system of initial levels, finding a, a kind of salvation theory on the highest level. The most important source to reconstruct a mystery cult is in connection with the cult of Isis that is somewhat described in the ancient novel of Apuleius, known as Metamorphosis. Amongst the most important cults we can find the mysteries of Eleusis, 
focusing on Demeter and Persephone, the cult of Mithras, a solely male cult with a military taste, the cult of Isis, which is the Hellenic cult of the Egyptian goddess, the cult of Bacchus or Dionysus, and the host of other cults dedicated to lesser deities, for example Kybele, Atargatis or Deosiria, reaching importance in Asia Minor and now today's Syria. As it could be seen by my kind listener, most of the cults are gathered around goddesses and not gods, showing the clear interest in femininity during the highly patriarchal period of Hellenistic culture. The goddesses in most of the cases are mother goddesses, with some kind of power to liberate the suffering people from their corporeal agony. Thus it is not a surprise that scholarly circles call these cults as magna mater cults, with origins coming from hundreds of years before the emergence of written culture, for example in the cases of Isis, Kybele or Artargatis, they are goddesses who were worshipped long before Hellenism itself. We may say that the paraphrase of Isis can be found on the cover as a magna mater with a big headdress that can be translated as the cow horns and son of Isis with the pose to hold her child strengthened by the wadjets around her eyes. But the question that where is her child cannot be yet answered. It is time to take a look on the lyrics. If we take only a short glance on the lyrics we can first of all see that Night Eternal is a woman who can be identified with the figure on the cover. The nine songs are not to be detailed, only the most important motifs are going to be highlighted, crowning the composition with the bonus track that is entitled Age of Mothers. The 16th chapter of the Book of Revelations creates the apocalyptic scenery for the whole album. At Tragic Heights, the first song depicts a female figure for us who, as she is situated in the sky, can be identified now with the woman clothed in the sun, offering a kind of a requiem for the dying world, not yet discovering the owners of broken and rotten hearts. This absolute positive extreme of femininity is balanced in Night Eternal, whereas the woman is identified with the harlot of Babylon. Since Northrop Fry, we know that the structure of the Bible is balanced with mirrored images of good and evil, thus our heroine, who is both at the same time, is the embodiment of cosmos and chaos, she is unity herself. The speaker of the lyrics is a male throughout the whole album, who is aware of the meaningless of life when the sun is darkening, as we see it in the song Shadow Sun. A woman feeding her child and the fruit, thus the child to be born, and his mother according Scorpion Flower song, showing her power to destroy the world, that is unity of beauty and death even in the title itself. Moon in Mercury underlines her destructive manners. The cold-lighted moon and Medusa unified, and the motif of a male body melting the fire makes the female a threat. Hers is the twilight, gives the power to her upon all men and men's world in action. Demonic in femininity is shown in Dreamless, Lucifer and Lilith, while Spring of Rage not just promises but shows the reality of a beauty destroying in a fertile, spring-like scenery. Light becomes cursed, taking a look on it from the night in the song that is called First Light. For me it is quite hard to understand why was Age of Mothers taken as a bonus feature on some of the release versions as it is the one that completes the composition. Now the woman with the capital W is on the top of the hierarchy, not a destructive but as an almighty entity who becomes the perfect untouchable and unreachable absolute for men. Now after a mechanic description of the lyrics let us see the possible context of the whole album. What may this whole composition mean? For possible answers let us sing back to the world of the ancient. The opus magnum of Johann Jakob Bachofen Known as the Mother Right, an investigation of the religious and juridical character of matriarchy in the ancient world from 1861, 
could be a yet outdated piece, but its fundamental thoughts are still relevant. His system of three principles are, first, the principle of the earth is an unchained feminine power as an almost animalistic hetairism. Second, the principle of the sun is of man who always seeks war and violence. And third, the principle of the moon is the way of classical matriarchy known from ancient Greek culture. We should not forget that both Bakofen and the non-Greek mythology is written from the perspective of the patriarchy, showing a clear terror of matriarchy, thus the chaotic principle of the earth is an endless threat, while the moon is a sober mean between the two extremes. As a consequence, if we imagine matriarchy, that would make the role and position of man to be weakened. If we only consider lineage, we may find the only person of the mother is sure. The father becomes an instable and relative construct that can be replaced any time, while for centuries man thinks of himself as the absolute. Regarding the case, from the perspective of the son, the power of the woman would mean the complete downfall of man. The grammatical gender in both Latin and ancient Greek for night, that is called as nox or nux, are feminine and they are accompanied by goddesses of the moon, for example Artemis or Diana. Thus, Nox Eterna, or Night Eternal, is the darkening of the sun that is clearly underlined by Fernando Ribeiro, vocalist and lyricist of Moonspell. Even the band's name is drawn from the moonish modern Gothic relations, showing the male-dominated metal scene, the ancient roots and qualities of femininity. This is how we can understand the apocalypse of the nine original songs of the album and the crowning jewel of the woman in Age of Mothers. This half-hidden last song shows how the relativity of man is understood by man, accompanied by the absolute of the woman, now being aware that besides the eternal woman, men can only be a rotten and broken-hearted slave, as they are incomplete. Typical ancient thoughts can be found here being in close connection in the type of the dying, resurrecting kind of gods, for example like Kubele and her consort Adonis, whereas Adonis is the father of himself or his reincarnations. Once again, underlining the replaceable features of men. Nevertheless, these thoughts has their audience nowadays as well. Without even daring to cite any elements of contemporary feminist ideological debates and fights, I would like to refer to one of the key contemporary neo-pagan cults, the Vika. Vika uses the same dying resurrecting mythology as we, if we live 4000 years before today. Neo-pagan cults naturally tend to dismiss current social constructs to reach for ancient and therefore cleaner concepts of existence, in the case of Vika highlighting it in its mythology too. Here stands the goddess before who enters the decline of the industrial world in the video of the title track, creating figures with the touch of her hand and erasing the members of the band with the same touch. As she creates, so she destroys, making her the bearer of absolute power, being a bright eternal not ready to give birth to a child, thus she misses the child on the cover too. And why isn't she ready for a child? Because in the age of mothers first, man has to become aware of their fallibility and has to acknowledge the endless power and potential of the woman. As a closure, let me cite some lines, not because the source is purest of all, but because it resonates perfectly in this rebellious zeitgeist. It's another pop cultural reference from Jurassic Park of 1993. Dr. Ian Malcolm says, God creates dinosaurs, God destroys dinosaurs, God creates man, man kills God, man brings back dinosaurs. While Dr. Alice Settler responds, Dinosaurs eat men, woman inherits the earth. Thank you for joining me in today's analysis and mental travel into the world of metal and its culture. Thank you for your attention and interest. 
If you wish to get instant notification about new episodes, please follow the podcast on Spotify or Anchor. Please remember to look for the different social media surfaces of Dr. Metal. Each and every one of those could be found in the Linktree link at the description of the podcast. There you can find contact info, etc. All feedback is appreciated. Thank you very much. Next time, I will wait you back.